Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer joining you at uh, 133 in Edmonton. Uh, do you want to tell you it's time for the Oilers Now Injury Report brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. I know uh, Trent Brown would be wishing that the Edmonton Elks and the Alberta Golden Bears football programs were still playing right now. But when it comes to uh, uh, injury law, it's this simple. James H. Brown, they're the best. All right. The orders, relatively speaking, are healthy. Uh, I mentioned the fact that Broberg uh, was likely going to be out this weekend. Tyler Benson, probably about two weeks away from starting to skate. And Bakersfield getting Raphael Lavoie, Carter Savoy, uh, amongst others, uh, back in the mix uh, down on the farm, as well as Vincent D'Arnais, is an important uh, defenseman uh, for them. So, uh, there you go. And Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more Edmonton-owned and operated for the past 50-plus years. For a menu and a list of their 15 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the app from the uh, Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Stop a recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. We have uh, negotiated contact, much like uh, our next guest often did with Yari Curry. He is our Oilers now headliner today, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today, 3 locations in uh, the Edmonton region to serve you. Without further ado, we are pleased to be joined on the line by Wayne Gretzky. Hello, Wayne. How are you doing? Great today. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. Uh, busy last three days with the Edmonton Oilers uh, Hall of Fame uh, induct- induction taking place, and Lee Fogelin and Ryan Smith, and you have a personal connection to both of those players, you're on the selection committee. Uh, you know, as as an esteemed hockey Hall of Fame member, maybe you can educate our listeners uh, just on 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 your feelings on uh, Lee Fogelin and then Ryan Smith going into the Oilers Hall of Fame. Yeah, well, first of all, it's quite a honor. You know, um, the people that sort of are on the round table or the panel or all have one thing in common and that's it. They love the Oilers and everything that it stood for over the years of the, uh, of the uh, team being in the national hockey league. So as you know, there so many great players have gone through there. Uh, so many quality people and to narrow it down to two people. Uh, obviously it's difficult for all of us, um, but there's no question. There's going to be a lot of great players in the future that, 
uh, fortunate enough to be part of the Hall of Fame of the Oilers and so well-deserving. But those two guys are uh, the first two to basically enter the, the Edmonton version of the Hall of Fame. Um, I think Ryan Smith is uh, the epitome of what Edmonton was all about. Uh, just a guy with a lot of emotion and passion and desire and work ethic. Um, it was very much team orientated and yet very much involved in the community and uh, kept uh, the organization strong at a time when, you know, the, the league was probably in a little bit of a difficult scenario, but Ryan showed up every single day and you could tell he had a passion and a love for the game and loved playing in Edmonton. So that was, uh, that was fun and exciting. And then of course, um, what can I say about Lee, uh, you know, I've said it many times before. He was such a uh, important piece of the puzzle. Lee, at the time when Glenn picked his expansion draft, um, he decided to pick people that were going to be there for uh, the future of the young guys that he was going to build the team around. And we were fortunate enough. We had guys like uh, Ron Tripperfield and Colin Campbell and Blair McDonald and Dave Dryden, who went through that locker room. Uh, but Lee was basically the godfather and the guy that each and every player, when Lee spoke, uh, he got her attention right away. Well, question, he wasn't the most talented oiler that ever went through there, but his work ethic and unselfishness towards the team and the organization always came through loud and clear to the players. And if I, if I remember correctly, he's probably, I guess, the first player. His family were the first players that came to Edmonton that actually uh, spent the summers there and spent the off season and made Edmonton his home. Um, so he was an easy choice for all of us, just what he had brought to the team and what he meant to the organization and what he did for the community of Edmonton. Uh, just. I was so excited for him and very happy and proud of the fact that I got to play with him. All right, we're joined by Wayne Gretzky. Wayne, uh, we did uh, an event yesterday, and, and Kevin Lowe, I believe, referenced this. You guys went into Detroit, and they had a guy named Dennis Polonich, and the old schools or schoolers will know Dennis Polonich was one hard-nosed, uh, wicked fighter for a little guy. He broke Ray Bork's jaw in a fight uh, in Bork's rookie year. And if I'm not mistaken, he lined up opposite of you and Lee kind of skated in and read him the riot act or something to that effect, like you're not tight. Is that, is that what happened? <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, you know, Lee Lee had a reputation in the league, uh, even when he got to Edmonton by 79, that people weren't going to mess with Lee Fogel. And he was, when his eyes would start rolling, um, <laughs> you knew he meant business. And so the Polonich had played against him probably for a few years, and he knew what he was dealing with. But in fairness to Polonich, um, he wasn't out there to try to do anything crazy. I think that Lee got his dander up because Polonich was mostly a right winger, and here he was taking a face-off against me. So before anything could maybe transpire, Lee stepped in to sort of straighten it out. But he had that same reputation, you know, when we go into Boston and we go into Philadelphia. He had earned such respect from the other teams. And you know, I've said this a lot of times uh, over the years. Um, 
as good as it, as the team was, and there's no question we have talent like Messier and Curry and Coffee and Lowe and Anderson and so on. You got a lot of skill, but what we didn't, um, I think, some people overlooked was that when we went into Philadelphia and we went into Boston, we went into Buffalo, we had guys like um, Lee and Dave Semenko, uh, Kevin McClellan, Mess, Marty. So as good as we were uh, from a skill point of view, uh, the toughness came through loud and clear, and obviously uh, Lee was a fair player. But without question, one of the tougher players they ever played in the NHL. And he had an incredible pain threshold. Is that right, Wayne? Oh, he was amazing. I can remember I used to sit across from him in the locker room, and he he would always get a little bit nervous before every game, and one particular game uh, before we were going out on the ice. Just after the warm-up, he was kind of uh, waving back and forth, sitting in the seat. And I looked over him. I said, Lee, are you all right? And he said... I got a uh, abscess tooth. I got a cavity that's poisoned and it's killing me. And I remember <laughs> I looked over at him and I said, "Well, we're 24 points in first place. Go to the dentist and get it taken care of." But he was old school. He wouldn't miss a game. And he took a old coat hanger and straightened out the end of it and pulled his tooth out. And I remember looking over at him and I saw all this blood and poison going all over his jersey. <laughs> I remember I said to him, I said, what are you doing? He said, well, I'm okay now. And I looked at him, I said, yeah, but three of us over here, I don't think we can play after seeing that. (laughs) That was the kind of guy he was. He just, um, he had such a heart and, you know, he just drilled that into us. We're kids, we're 18, 19, 20, but... Uh, he was uh, a vital, important person in that locker room. We're joined by Wayne Gretzky. Wayne, let's circle back to Ryan Smith. One of your finest moments for me didn't occur as a player. It, it occurred when you stuck up for Canada. One of my favorite songs is the tragically kept uh, 100th Meridian. You know, time to debunk the American myth. All the pressure was on Canada in 2002. Ryan Smith was on that team. You kind of rallied the troops a bit. You said what everybody knows. All the country, all the other countries want to see Canada lose. We're kind of the favorites here. And you got the boys fired up. And Ryan Smith was part of a, a team that claimed Olympic gold for the first time in 50 years. And, and you know, he was a support player. So was Eric Lindros at that stage in his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, he was captain Canada, and he was always there for his country, wasn't he? He was incredible. And uh, he was such a, a proud player. He loved playing for the Oilers. And, of course, he always answered the bell for Team Canada. And, you know, the the team we put together, we knew guys like Sakic, um, Aginla, uh, Mario, Iserman. Let's face it, they were amongst the elite players that are ever playing the game. But if you're going to be successful as a team, we needed guys like uh, Theo Fleury and uh, Lindros and Ryan Smith. We needed those guys to be part of the group, and they were going to be an important factor. And Ryan, his emotion and his work ethic every shift, no matter how many minutes he played, he could see the whole team feed off that energy. Um, So I'm so proud of that team because, you know, being in Salt Lake City, um, we, we, we didn't get off to a great start. There's no question. I remember when we beat Germany, I believe, 3-2, to two, and we had to drive an hour and a half 
uh, and playing this little arena outside of Salt Lake City, uh, driving back with Kevin and Lanny McDonald and Bob Nicholson and Kevin Lowe, and I remember thinking, wow, we just beat Germany 3-2. to two. We should be a team like that, 8-1. to one. And I remember all those guys saying, don't worry about it. This group is a strong group. Um, they're professional, and we'll be okay. But what made it difficult was being in Salt Lake City and everybody feeding off the 1980 Olympic gold that the Americans had in Lake Placid. Um, and they were playing extremely well. They had had a great start to the tournament. And so, of course, everything was a positive for their hockey club. But the story seemed to be even bigger that our hockey club wasn't playing well. So my my hat goes off to those players who dug down deep. Uh, Pat Quinn did a great job with his coaching staff. Our, our goaltender, Marty Berger, played exceptional down the stretch. And, you know, it was just it was a, a great group. And obviously something that Ryan Smith will always remember as part of a gold medal winning team. And that's something special. We're joined by Wayne Gretzky, who now is in a role with TNT. Wayne, I'd be remiss without asking you about the here and now of the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, you are the greatest goal scorer in the history of the National Hockey League. You'd still be the highest scoring player in the NHL if they took away all your goals. So you're pretty good. Uh, what are your thoughts on what Connor McDavid is doing right now? Uh, is he a guy that could score 50-plus this season, in your opinion? <laughs> I don't mean to put pressure on, but I would say, um, barring an injury, that he, he might have 50 goals by Christmas time. <laughs> so I don't think people have to worry about him getting 50 goals. I said in the first night, opening night, a uh, Colorado-Chicago game that, you know, I think that um, there's no question that Connor is the best player in the game. Uh, he's got a nice helper, and Dreisaitl is in the top three best players in the game. So he's in a nice situation, but at the end of the day, uh, Connor's work ethic and his desire to want to win a championship and be the best player every night, you can see it exudes through the whole hockey club. Um, you know, over 82 games, you're going to have games like last night where you get up 3-1, to one, goaltender gets hurt, you think you're in the driver's seat and maybe going to win 5-6-2 or 5-6-1, or but those kind of games happen. And I think Jay has proven that he's a very uh, smart, astute coach. Um, you're going to have ups and downs over 82 games, but this hockey club is a much better hockey club than it was two or three years ago, and the experience of the run that they had going to the Stanley Cup semifinals, um, and they got nothing to be ashamed of. They lost to a better team last year, team that was the Stanley Cup champion, but you learn from that. And one of the things you learn is when you get that far, how much you hate to lose and what you got to do to go that extra mile uh, to be better than next year. So I look for the Oilers to have a great year. Um, I, I think that they're an exciting team to watch. They're a fun team to watch and good for the fans in Edmonton. They deserve that. And there's no question you don't pay to watch him play every night. Um, he brings you, out, brings you out of your seat uh, because he's that good. 
All right, one final one for you. Keith Gretzky, your brother, of course, oversees the farm team. And we've watched mm-hmm. the Wayne, I was watching Stuart Skinner in the 2012-13 lockout year play for the Southside Athletic Club because Tyler Benson was having a record-setting year that year. He's still a highest-scoring player ever in Midget tri- or Bantam AAA history. Stuart Skinner has mm-hmm. come a long way. I, I know that you're a guy that has some confidence in him. Uh, it doesn't happen overnight for goaltenders, but this is becoming a real interesting story for the Oilers, isn't it? Yeah, first of all, I think people got to understand anytime you make a uh, decision to uh, move and go to another city, it takes a little bit of time. Uh, and Jack Campbell is a hardworking, good goaltender. I saw him play a lot in Toronto. Um, it's a transition period for him, and he's going to be fine. He's the experienced guy. He's the guy that's played under the microscope and played under pressure, and he's going to end up um, being very, very good for the Edmonton Oilers. And then on the other side of things, um, as you said, a nice situation now. takes pressure off of Campbell that he doesn't have to play every game. Uh, when a guy gets hot, I'm sure Jay's going to ride the hot goalie, but you know, obviously I talked to my brother a lot and over the years um, spent a lot of time asking him about the kids that are playing in Bakersfield. Uh, the Oilers organization, Kenny and the scouting staff, the amateur staff have done a really nice job uh, with that hockey club down in Bakersfield. They got, got some guys who can come up and play now and contribute in a, in a uh, good manner. And talking to my brother over the years, he would tell me all the time that Skinner is one of the best players in the American League, if not the best goaltender um, in the league. And, you know, you see glimpses of it. When a guy comes up and plays for a week and then goes back to the minors, comes up for a couple games and goes back to the minors, uh, I don't care if you're Mario Lemieux or Mark Messier, uh, you got to play with confidence. And I said at the beginning of the year, he knows now he's going to be in Edmonton. He's going to get a great deal of confidence out of um, being there and knowing and understanding that if he lets in a bad goal or has a bad night, which everybody does, he's not going to be sent back to Bakersfield. So I really think their team is much stronger uh, on a whole, and part of that reason is I think they got two goaltenders who are competitive and give them a chance to win every night. Wayne? We appreciate the time. Uh, Thank you for uh, graciously uh, providing some perspective on uh, the impact of Lee Fogelin and Ryan Smith in the Oilers organization. All right. Well, you guys uh, have a great day, and enjoy the Oilers. They should be fun to watch all year. There you go. Thank you very much. That is Wayne Gretzky. 151 in Edmonton. We'll wrap up Oilers now after this. Brendan, the first time I heard this song, I was 20. Love this song. We had passion, we had dreams. the love we Fall of 86. Something holy, something more. I could just close the show with that, but we got some business to take care of here. Uh, yeah, that was Wayne Gretzky joining us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. Tom Cochran at the River Cree tomorrow night. I'm going to miss the show. Tyler, I hope you appreciate it. Janie, best of luck with the event. Uh, we'll be on the bird flying to uh, Washington. The Oilers in Dallas tomorrow matinee at 2. Wayne Gretzky was our Oilers Now headliner for Wilhock Beef Jerky 
It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Three locations in the Edmonton region to serve you. All right. Uh, we need to tell you that if you... Uh, the boys out in Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin, they're doing such a great job selling trucks and SUVs these days, they're in need of more. Trade in your vehicle for an upgrade or sell it to them outright. Whatever's best for you. Remember, the 2023 order bank is open for F-150s and SUVs as well. Go see Uncle Belt Rich, Johnny and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford, your Ford truck authority on the auto mile in Wetaskiwin as we race off to this day in Oilers history for new West travel. Again, we got an Oilers roadie to Vegas. You know the old saying, what happens in Vegas? No, it doesn't stay in Vegas. It beats you home. That's how it works today. We got these things called camera phones. Uh, anyways, a three-night road trip to Vegas. You'll stay at the Cosmopolitan. The Oilers and the Golden Knights could be a battle for the top spot in the Pacific. Reach out to newwesttravel.com. We are going to go back to on this date in 1988-89, my first year at the U of A. What was going on? The Oilers down the Buffalo Sabres 7-3 at Northlands Coliseum, getting a goal and three assists from both Jimmy Carson and Mark Messier. Essa Tikkanen had a pair of goals. Grant Fear stopped 19 of 20 shots uh-huh. for the win. There's your Kevin Bacon six degrees of separation right there. Just had Wayne Gretzky on, and Jimmy Carson came over in that trade. He had 49 goals, 100 points in his first year in Edmonton. Pulled the plug in his second season. And Glenn Sather brilliantly got Adam Graves and Joe Murphy and Peter Klima for him. The Oilers won the deal and uh, reloaded and won the 1989-90 Stanley Cup. Tonight, 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 what's Serene Wilkins got shaken at Inside Sports? You will hear from Cam Moon, likely a little bit of hockey and some World Series talk as well. Game six going tonight, if I'm not mistaken. And Edmonton Elks linebacker Adam Konar, fresh off a two-year contract extension, will join the show as well. We have the Oilers and the Dallas Stars, who are 7-3-1. and The Oilers are 7-4. and And uh, that's going to have the face-off show tomorrow. It's a matinee, 12-30. And uh, puck drop at 2 p.m. You can join uh, Cam Moon, Jack Michaels, myself, Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins, and Brendan Escott for that broadcast. And then uh, I'm flying to Washington, and we'll be hosting the show on Monday. And guests will include John Shannon, along with Al May and Colin Chalk. And Brendan's going to take care of the last interview on the Chorus Light Show because uh, we're going to be heading over the, on the bus. But it's going to be a kicker. Oilers open up a four-game road trip. It'll be a tough one. But first, the Stars tomorrow. Up next, the Global News Weather Traffic Update with Ray Lahu, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, then the 6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. I'd like to thank our guest today, Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey on Rogers, George LaRock. Dan Cote, Rosen VP of Marketing for OEG, and Wayne Gretzky. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Sinking like a sunset.